Greetings and welcome to another episode of Stamper Cinema, the film discussion podcast where you choose it, I watch it, we discuss it. I'm your host, my name is Andrew, and today we've got a really fun episode in store for you. We've got Liz Shipton, who is a writer slash sailor, or if you go to her website, she says part-time author, full-time pirate. I'll let her explain a little bit more what that means, but I'm really excited because we are going to have a really fun conversation and we get to unpack Pirates of the Caribbean, which I'm sure is a film you certainly have seen at least once over the past 20 years. So let's just dive right on in. That pun 100% was not intended, but let's just uh, let's 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 bring Liz on again. Liz, hello. Thank you very much for for hopping on the show. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm 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 also I'm also good. Uh, looks like you're you're on you're you're on a boat. I'm actually I'm actually not currently. Um, I will be on the boat again tomorrow. We're currently in the States picking up our dog and okay. uh, visiting some family. So I'm in a, a house right now, although it kind of looks like I'm in a bunker somewhere. It does. It I'm does. like up in the loft, kind of out of the yeah. way. It reminds me of like my my uh I I used to go on a lot of sailboats and it looks kind of just like a like it a movie. You got the you got the wood uh above yeah. you and everything. Yeah, it just reminds me of yeah. I don't know, it reminds me of my childhood. So spent a lot um, of time on boats on your child in your childhood. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, uh I guess we've never really covered this and we'll I mean, it'll open up a whole other can of worms, <laughs> but I was raised on the island of Bermuda. And what? yes, yes, yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm a uh, I'm an Islander myself. So hmm. I live in Atlanta. I live in the uh, the States and I've lived in the States for a long time, but born and raised on the water. I moved to the United States and then I promptly joined the Navy. So then subsequently spent another five years on. So, yeah, a lot a lot of time uh, mm-hmm. uh, on the water. So when you reached out, I'm like, oh, snap, this is going to be Whoa, a cool. fun conversation. Well, now yeah. I feel kind of intimidated. I hope that no, I- no, 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 no. <laughs> you you definitely have far more game than I do in in this uh, arena. So I'm, this is going to be a good time. That's cool. Right on. What type of dog do you have? Uh, she's just a big mutt. She's like 70 pounds and she's I, she's got there's a lot of stuff going on in there. You know, it's like a lab, golden retriever, shepherd, just sort of all mixed, mixed together. The ultimate American like family dog. Sure. Except yeah. she's not super friendly. So oh, no. not actually a great family dog, but she's good for us. Um, yeah. Yeah, and she's a good guard dog on the boat, which is nice. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, Liz, what do you want to tell us about yourself? You know, for for those that are that are that are that are new to you. Sure. Um, so I am Liz Shipton. I am a freelance writer and indie author. Um, I live on a sailboat and I've spent the last like two years ish uh, with my boyfriend and my dog sailing that boat from our former home in California through down the Pacific coast of the United States through Central America. And then we just at the beginning of this year, uh, about a month ago, maybe two months ago, came through the Panama Canal. So we're now on the other side in the Caribbean, um, on the Caribbean side of Panama, which was partly why I picked parts of the Caribbean, because Mm -hmm. like where we are right now, where I'm not there, but where we will be tomorrow when we fly back to the boat um, is, I mean, it looks exactly like parts of the Caribbean. It's crazy. yeah. Uh, so where, where are some of the spots that you're going to hit up? So when we get back, 
Um, we're going to be hanging out mostly in Panama. I think we're going to go to a place called Bocas del Toro and spend most of the summer there because it is uh, hurricane season coming up. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And we kind of just need to like hide out from hurricanes and lightning and stuff like that. Um, we were considering going to Cartagena in Colombia, mm-hmm. but it is kind of like a like an upwind bash and not like a super fun sail to get there. Um, but we haven't ruled it out. Cause like we've heard from a lot of people that Cartagena is very cool and really beautiful and absolutely you should go there. Um, so we're still, we're kind of, we're kind of trying to decide if we're going to go to Cartagena and then come back and sort of hide out in Bocas del Toro for the rest of the summer, or if we're just going to go straight to Bocas and, and hang there. And then once hurricane season ends, which will be like the fall, then we're going to go into like the Caribbean proper and do, you know, all the islands and hit up everything. Um, and then from there, I think next year we're trying to cross the Atlantic and get to Europe. So that's like kind of our longer, longer. Yeah. Love it. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's really exciting. Really exciting. I'm, uh, yeah. how'd you, how did you get into it? Um, that's such a good question. Um, so my boyfriend has been a sailor. He sailed as a kid and kind of knew all about it. And he got back into it in college. Um, he taught sailing. We lived in San Diego for a while. He taught sailing for San Diego state and just kind of got really into it. And he went and he worked in Croatia and Greece for two summers as a skipper. Um, and like, just really enjoyed it. And we kind of started talking about like, Oh, it'd be great to like live on a boat. And we were thinking about moving back to Santa Cruz, California, which is where our families are, but it's like very, very expensive to live here. Mm-hmm. And we kind of looked at the housing prices and we were like, I don't know if we can do that or want to do that. Like, it's so crazy expensive. Like what if we bought a boat instead and just lived on that? And then it kind of just like snowballed from there. It was like, well, if we have a boat, we might as well sail it somewhere. So why don't we do that? And then, yeah, it became that That kind of became the whole thing, became the plan. So. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty easy to say that I want to do that when you, your background is like Croatia and Greece, like two of the most beautiful like he, waters yeah. in the world. You know, it's just yeah. I I love Croatia and oh uh, God, I was only beautiful. briefly in Greece. But uh, yeah, just Croatia, just gorgeous. Yes. Yeah. And I, I did get to go out there when he went out there to do the training for the like course program. He was he was skippering for something called Yacht Week. And that's like a big party that happens out there. So I got to go with him when he was training for that and spend a little time there as well. And just yeah, it's gorgeous. We are hoping to make it back there one day. That's like our ultimate dream It's like if we yeah. could get our own boat to Croatia and yeah. be lived what, there so for a while. What, do you, what, what do you sail on now? It's a Morgan 43. It's like from 1986, 85, 86. So it's older than either of us. Um, but yeah, it's great. It's super seaworthy, really nice, beautiful boat. And we love it. Um, it's big enough. It's actually quite a lot bigger than a lot of people, I think, go for in their first boat. Mm-hmm. But we just sort of went for it. Kind of how we do things. Yeah. So. Yeah. What is your, I mean, again, there, there's 10 billion questions uh, that, you know, I'm just going to throw questions that people always ask me when it comes to this type of stuff. So um, what are like some of the, I don't know, uh, I, I say that and then I, I run completely adrift on what I actually wanted to ask um, when you're on the water, like what are some of the things that you enjoy about it? Like what are like when you wake up, what are, what are just some of like the, kind of the oh this 
this is what it's about. This is why I do this. So I, one thing that springs to mind is when we were in Costa Rica, we anchored in a place called Bahia Santa Elena, which is, it's like right on the edge of the jungle in Costa Rica. And we were the only people there. I mean, there was, we were the only boat there. There's not a lot of cruisers. There are sailboat people that go through Costa Rica because it's pretty expensive in Costa Rica. Um, but it's so, like so worth it to stop. Um, and we, we were on the edge of the jungle and there's like parrots flying overhead every morning and every evening. And there's just nobody else around. And you're just like in the jungle. Like it's crazy. And you wake up in the morning and you're just like, well, here we are. Like, mm-hmm. this is insane. Um, so, yeah, I mean, moments like that. It's like every once in a while, you kind of just like look around. Like when we were in uh, anchored in Panama City before we came through the canal, and you like go up above deck at night to just, you know, take a pee or whatever you're doing. And you see the city skyline of like Panama City. And you're just like, wow, that's like Panama City right there. And we're just here in front of it. Like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, there's like the freedom. So, I mean, like I... Right now, I am starting a career as an independent author, and the really the only reason I think that I'm able to do that is because uh, I have time and, you know, like the financial freedom now, because our lifestyle is is very cheap. We don't pay rent. We don't have a mortgage. We don't have a car, you know, like I can afford to kind of like do some of the pursue some of the creative projects that I think if I was working my old, you know, nine to five, which was really nine to, you know, like nine tech right. job, yeah. I would not be able to do, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit about this freelance work slash, you know, your own uh, authoring type stuff. What are you, what are you, what are you doing? So for money, I am uh, working as a freelance, like content writer doing, so I used to work, I was a software engineer for a while. Um, so I've been writing some just freelance content, like, uh, coding tutorials and things like that for online blogs and whatnot. Um, but then what I'm kind of trying to get going right now and what is starting to get going is, uh, as an independent author, basically writing sci-fi and fantasy books kind of really heavily based on my sailing adventures. So I have a series out in Amazon right now that is, it's like a post-apocalyptic dystopian uh sailing adventure basically where like two kids are forced to sail across an ocean together in this like dystopian water world and they fight pirates and they run from the government and they rescue a dog and like all this fun stuff so it's and it's all you know like i get to kind of pull in all the things that i'm seeing and experiencing out there sailing and kind of write about it in in my books so yeah that sounds awesome, by the way, just like hearing <laughs> d- just the the whole idea. Um, what if you could if uh, if you've got a platform to dispel any myths that people might have about for those that spend a lot of their time on a boat? What do mm. you like, what do people ask you? I, I bring this up uh, not to make this about me, but I'm going to make this a little bit about me. Um, so I was born and raised on the island of Bermuda. And one of the first things that people ask about growing up in Bermuda is questions about the Bermuda Triangle. And then right. it becomes like a whole conversation about, listen, it could just as easily be called the Florida Triangle or the Puerto Rico Triangle, yada, yada. There's nothing you know crazy. It's just random 
unfortunate occurrences and there are reefs and blah, 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 blah. But people, people are oh, like mystified about this planet in which there's over 75% water. So mm-hmm. people have this tendency to just have questions because they're not necessarily sure about how water works or how living on the water or sailing. So I'm just kind of questioned if you've ever encountered questions that people ask, like, well, how do you pee or where do you get your water or questions like those are like actually the two main questions. People are always very curious about, okay, how, where do you go to the bathroom? How do you shower? Um, And then the other thing I get a lot is that I'll tell people that I'm doing this and they're, they are just like, oh, I would be so scared. You know, like I can't be on the water. That sounds so, so terrifying to me, which I don't know if I'm just like sort of naive that I was just like, sounds fun. Let's do it. Um, Cause it's there, there it's true. There's definitely an element of fear there, right? Like when you're sailing in the middle of the night and you like literally can't really see anything that's around you and you're like, well, hope we don't hit something. Right now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, mostly it is actually what we get is questions about the bathroom and the shower and then people being afraid of the ocean. I love yeah. that. I, I, I like that. It's uh, just kind of like universal questions that people are just fast uh-huh. because at the end of the day, not to say it's not normal, but what you do is not conventional in many circumstances. So people are yeah. kind of fascinated. Anytime you do, anytime anybody does anything that is unconventional people are going to have questions often it's usually about the the simple run-of-the-mill things that we all just naturally do uh, in our day-to-day lives that people are always fascinated by so just wanted a an opportunity for you to uh discuss that as well so thank you i know that we're here to talk about pirates of the caribbean i know that's kind of like the the main reason but when when you reached out to me and i uh heard a little bit about about your background i just knew this was gonna be kind of a, a fun conversation just in in general just overall uh discussions on on talking about this stuff but to maintain some type of organization let's talk a little <laughs> bit about pirates of the caribbean and why you wanted to talk about this film instead of other amazing seafaring films like captain ron or <laughs> or um white squall or water world or no 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 captain ron i really just want to know yeah uh you know i, I, I the hard-hitting questions you're going to get from me at the end of the right, day right um but no let, I, uh, forgot, I forgot i had suggested captain ron as an alternative but i'm glad i went with pirates of the caribbean although i do need to watch captain ron again because it's been it's been a while it's so good it holds up i'm telling you it's uh it's one of my favorites but uh i do love me uh the the entire pirates of the caribbean tri- well i say that I say trilogy, but I think there's like there's five like or six of them. Five of them now. Yeah. I would say the trilogy is like, you don't want to go beyond that. I, really. I haven't seen the others beyond either. that. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But I, I, I have a feeling because I actually, so after I watched the first one, I went and watched the second one. The second one's great too, because you got Bill Nye as the, mm-hmm. um, as Davy Jones. And then the third one, it's like starting to the rails already kind of going off the rails. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. No need to continue this. Yeah. I do love Beckett uh, in part two as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like that actor who's been in a lot of other stuff as well. Like, yes. He's like one of those guys. He, I God, I can't remember his name, but he's just in so many things as like a character kind of side actor. And you yeah, go, he was oh. in like Bird Box a couple of years ago and he was like terrifying in that. But he was in, like, I don't know if it was Pride and Prejudice, but he was in one of those films as well. Yeah. Uh, 
And he was just recently in like the most recent season of, oh shit, that HBO show White Lotus. He was just on as well. He was. Oh my one God. Of the, yes. Mm-hmm. He was one of the gay guys. One of the yeah, gay yeah, guys. Yeah. 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 Awesome um, yeah. Good show. Um, but yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean, the, the 2003 Disney produced Jerry Bruckheimer film based on the, the ride with everybody, including <laughs> a, at that time, I guess at the time of filming a 17 year old, Kira Knightley, who was very much like oversexed, like it, it's just <laughs> what they did. Like you just had to put yourself in like the mindset. She was seventeen when they filmed I that movie. She was seventeen, actually. Yeah. yeah, she was coming right out of like Bend It Like Beckham. I think yeah. that yeah. was like her big break, and then mm-hmm. she did this. Yeah, and it's just weird when you just like really like like man, Hollywood's a wild wild place. But um, I mean, the movie didn't necessarily launch her. Uh, career because Bennett like Beckham, but it made her a household name. Like Orlando Bloom, I know he had done Lord of the Rings, but he wasn't necessarily a household name. But he did get that role because of Lord of the Rings. It was like between him and Heath Ledger, and Gore Verbinski's like, well, I've seen Lord of the Rings, and I think he's probably more bankable. But mm-hmm. Heath Ledger was the other. Like they were literally going back and forth between Orlando Bloom, Heath Ledger, wow. and I'm fascinated to know what what that would have been like what that film would have looked like with Heath Ledger op, uh, acting opposite Johnny Depp. Kind of oh, curious. Not to shit on Orlando Bloom, but it's an entirely different movie, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, wow, I didn't know that. Now I'm thinking like, but I see, you know, though, I don't know because Heath Ledger, I feel like, is kind of a Johnny Depp type. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like he's that kind of like real strong and very memorable and real quirky kind mm-hmm. of actor and i feel like in pirates of the caribbean you kind of need the orlando bloom to be like, like the straight man kind of like yeah. yeah just kind of because if you've got two crazy johnny depp and heath ledger like going at it i just feel like yeah it's too much maybe i don't know liz i think you sold me i think you're right i think you're right <laughs> i think sometimes it's, it's good to have balance you know yeah. you don't want you don't want two Val Kilmer's acting opposite Val Kilmer, right? You don't want two people that are just so completely in the role to the point where they make everybody feel uncomfortable. And if, <laughs> if, if they're both doing it, that's just weird. Um, yeah. But I am still kind like, of curious to you know what that would have looked each other. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like one-upping. Like, oh, you, you're going to bring it here? Oh, I'm going to bring it here. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, to say the movie was a success, I would say, is an understatement. I mean, the movie's uh, one of the most successful movie franchises ever, even though I don't know if critically any of the movies were ever really well received. Really? Uh, yeah, the I think. This one is so good. Like, I mean, I love it. It came, was 2003, so I would have been, you know, like a freshman or a sophomore in high school. So, of course, I loved it. I had a massive crush on Orlando Bloom. I had a massive crush on Donnie Depp. I loved Kira Knightley from Bend It Like Beckham. So I was like right there. But still, like you go back and you watch it, you know, 15 years later or whatever, and it holds up. Like there's some great lines in there. Um, yeah. Some really like funny stuff and like well-written, well-edited, really snappy. Like the acting is great. So I feel like if critics did not receive it well, then that was a mistake on their part. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, and I just had to pull it up while you were talking and I was listening. But uh, this is the only one that critically has done okay. This one 
uh, for those that uh, follow Rotten Tomatoes, it's an aggregator of what the critics think. And typically, if at least 60% of, a, of the critics like it, they consider it a fresh film or something good, right? If you're under 60%, you get kind of like a tomato meter like splat, which means not very great. This film got an 80%, which is good. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty this, good. Is, this is the only film to get over, well, shoot, over 53%. The next one got 53 and then the third one, 44. Oh and then the one after that, 33. And the one after that, 30. So progressively, they went yeah. down. Um, I mean, that, that that tracks with kind of how things are. Although I think the second one maybe deserves a little bit more, just because I love Bill Nye so much. Yeah, I think he was great. I I, uh, I don't know. I, I'm always a sucker for a film where it ends kind of on like a little bit of a downer. And the second one, you you kill the hero, right? That's and, right. Yeah. And then you bring back uh, Jeffrey Rush, uh, which I thought was a, a fun little touch in that movie. But um, yeah, but speaking like specifically to this movie, do you remember like, so I think you were just saying like the the first time that you saw this movie, what were some like emotional responses? Were you big into the water then? Oh, no, definitely not. I would not grow up sailing or anything. I didn't know really anything about it until I met my boyfriend and just sort of dove into it. But um what were my emotional responses? I mean, I was a 15 year old girl and I had a massive crush on Orlando Bloom. That was that was my <laughs> emotional response. Essentially. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but I think even then I thought I just thought it was really fun and funny and the action was great. And like all of the locales in the movies are so mm-hmm. great. Just the like you've got the tropical palm trees and the Caribbean and the swashbuckling like adventure. Just yeah, it's just fun. It's just a fun time. I agree. I agree. Um. What do I want to ask you? I mean, this is like your classic blockbuster popcorn chewing film. I mean, I don't think there's a ton of real deep themes. This is just a movie that you go in, you enjoy it. Unless you, I mean, if you got, if you disagree, then by all means say it. Um, the, you can make the arguments of just seeing how obviously women aren't weren't necessarily appreciated. You've got Karen Knightley's character who is basically being forced into uh, a marriage, well, forced into uh, uh, like garters and things like that as well. You know, basically not control of her own life. The movie mm-hmm. obviously focuses on her, her freeing of herself, um, pirate uh, story. So, I mean, you can make, you can make themes up, you can draw them up, but I mean, the movie's pretty yeah. surface level. I mean, she's, she's a nice, like, decently strong female character. She gets out there and she's saving Will um it's obviously i wouldn't say it's like super feminist or anything like that but yeah i think she's there's nothing about it like i'm trying to remember now because i you know sometimes you rewatch movies and you go like oh that's like that was 2003 and it's 20 years later now and me too happened and you know like but i don't think i holy shit liz it's 20 years 20 years you just said that it's just like for like context pirates of the caribbean is now 20 years right that's crazy yeah yeah i know I didn't mean to derail you, but I just said 20 years. I just just had to put math in there and just realize it's 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think rewatching it again, I don't feel like there were moments where I kind of, you know, wanted to get on my feminist high horse and go, oh, that's that's not okay," Or, you know, like she's she's out there. She's doing pretty good. I think. Yeah. You could you could say that she's a pretty strong female character, but you're right. There are no real like deep underlying 
themes. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, and that's okay. I don't think, I mean, the movie is what it is and it's highly, highly enjoyable and certainly rewatchable just uh, for this discussion, going back and watching it for, I don't know, like the 10th, 15th, 30th time, whatever it is. It's still really, really fun. You know, there's yeah. really great one, uh, fun one-liners, Johnny Depp, as your attention every moment that he's uh that he's on camera uh as just the the worst pirate in the world aka also the best pirate in the whole world um a little of like fun like uh just because we're talking about pirates i have a five-year-old daughter and my daughter knows i was in the navy she doesn't know what that means but Mm -hmm. she has internalized it as my dad was a pirate but he was a good pirate and so my, my, my daughter, when she watches, she's like, did you do that? I'm like, yeah, we, but we had a uniform and uh, it was a little bit different. She's like, but you are a good pirate. I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course. I was a, I was a good pirate. Uh, still drank plenty of rum and, and everything right. else. But, uh, but yeah, so I, there, there wasn't a ton, a ton of shipboard activity, but you did get some fun nuances with the, with the characters and, I love the relationship that uh, Jack Sparrow and uh, Barbosa had when it just came to like whose ship it was and who's really who's really in command of the crew and the Black Pearl. So just fun, fun uh, shipboard uh, uh, shenanigans, if you will. Mm-hmm. I'm so curious now. Sorry, this is like kind of unrelated, but where did you, uh, I guess, not sail to, but go to in when you were in the Navy? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a really good question. So I was stationed in Virginia, but uh, we went all through the Atlantic, all through the Mediterranean, uh, down Suez Canal, through the Arabian Sea, and then up the, the Persian Gulf, hung around there and did the, the same thing, uh, the way, you know, the way back and everything. And then in our workups, we would either be up in the Northeast or down in the in the Caribbean. Now, like I was a journalist in the Navy, but on board, I was a I was a helmsman. So like I, if we were, if we were going somewhere, I would spend, you know, anywhere from four to 18 hours a day on the bridge, steering the ship, you know, and that's, that's, that's what I did underway when we were, when we were, were docked or in poor. And then when I got off the ship and then had my shore duty, I was a, I was a journalist. Cool. Yeah. And what kind of, what kind of boat are you on in that case? I have no, oh, I, I, sure. Like the- no, I was on a destroyer, so it's a 500 foot uh, ship of about 300. In the Navy, we call that like a small boy because obviously, like uh, cruisers and amphibious ships and aircraft carriers are substantially larger. So mm. your smaller ships would be like um, I don't know if I said frigate, but a smaller ship is a frigate uh, and like a, a destroyer where you're going to have about like 300 people personnel, and your ships are about. 500 feet or less and that's what they would just deem as like what they we would call like small boy navy and uh, just like your small boy ships and whatnot but the the whole function of a destroyer is to protect your aircraft carrier because you you have a battle group when you go out when you're in the navy the the number one ship is your aircraft carrier because that's where you've got all your jets but an aircraft carrier don't really have any weapons you know they their weapons are the are the are the, the are the jets right so you mm-hmm. need you need ships that are going to flank them. And of course, right. you've got your your submarines that are looking, you know, that are underwater, paying attention to who else is underwater. Uh, your destroyers and cruisers, they're doing that type of stuff as well. But submarines are 
you know, just next generation, like fucking space age, like technology are doing crazy things, but your destroyers are usually like flanking uh, the aircraft carrier when you, when you guys are all together, typically you're a couple hundred miles away from each other. Uh, mm. Sometimes you're a little bit closer. Sometimes you're, you're, you're further apart, but destroyers primary function is uh protection of an aircraft carrier although we've got our own you know uh missiles to you know launch and our own our own protection but the whole point of a destroyer is mm -hmm. that is just to like i said protect the the aircraft carrier which is the most important ship on any battle group huh yeah it's crazy it's crazy that you consider a 500 foot boat small because it's that's not what Andrew thinks enormous. as a, uh, that's what the, the Navy thinks as right. a, as a, as a small ship, because I mean, aircraft carrier is going to be like 10 times that size or something, you know, like, can't even insane. really comprehend that. That's insane. Oh, I, know. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I, it was, it's certainly a lot larger than anything I was growing up on as a child, you know, and, uh, and the, the boats that, you know, that we, that, that we'd be on as a kid, you know, growing up in Bermuda, um, you certainly don't have anything anywhere yeah. near that. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, that's, that was, uh, that's that once upon a time, different lifetime for me, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Cool. I don't know what else. I don't know. What else, I mean, this is more fun talking, just talking about, uh, water stuff, but no, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean love the movie. I love that you, you brought it up. I know we've been chatting for a half hour and every time is precious. Um, so I don't want to keep you all night, but if there's anything that you'd like to talk, anything that kind of like speaks to you, like, hey, I just watched Pirates of the Caribbean. I want to talk about this or something that's kind of stands out to you that you want to get into a conversation on. Oh, man, I don't know. I think just I, I want to <laughs> I just want people who maybe haven't watched it in like 20 years or so to go back and watch it because it is so great and it does hold up so well. Um it's just it's just so funny and it's just so much fun. Um, Any favorite lines? And the sound like the soundtrack is incredible. It is something that we like on the boat when we were first kind of like sailing out of Santa Cruz. We had kind of like our we're leaving Santa Cruz, you know, playlist. So we had like <laughs> Enya sail away, and oh, then yeah. we had, you know like the Pirates of the Caribbean. It's great. Like if things are if you're sailing and like the sea is rough or whatever. And you just put on that soundtrack and you just like feel like a legitimate pirate as you're mm -hmm. sailing along in your sailboat. It's great. Um, anytime you need to like feel like an epic warrior going into battle, the Pirates of the Caribbean soundtrack will just like do it for you. I I love that. I, I, I like to think of sailing with balls uh, as opposed to, and no offense if you're a fan, but not necessarily you know like hearing hearing this and you're like that that gets me excited as opposed to just hearing another another jimmy buffett song uh so i i, I like I, I like uh i like hearing you know somebody wanting to listen to pirates of the caribbean uh soundtrack i think it's great yeah i think you asked about my favorite lines i mean yeah. you've got, clearly you've never been to singapore you are the worst pirate i've ever heard of but you have heard of me mm -hmm. um oh god now I'm fully blanking all of them, but those, I mean, the, the scene where he comes in at the very beginning and he's standing on top of the mast of his sinking ship as it's like coming into the dock and it's just like slowly sinking. And then it gets to the perfect point and he just like steps off the mast onto the dock and walks away. 
It's just classic. Brilliant. And I think what well, he has like, uh, I have a boat and then he looks back and like the boat's all gone. <laughs> right. Uh, just a good little like follow. I mean, there, there's so many great quotes. Now, uh, legend has it that Johnny Depp did improvise a lot. You hear this often. I mean, hearing an actor improvises isn't completely um, outlandish, but like lines where he uh, like the like he had the whole conversation with Orlando Bloom um, and talk, you know, asked him like he was a eunuch. That was like all improvised. And the whole really, I didn't know and, that. And the whole thing that which would become like a recurring thing of savvy. Savvy was right. uh, Johnny Depp kind of like improvise. And he did a lot of that because mm-hmm. that's as he's kind of prone to do. Again, it's not completely out there, but just some of the things that we think of Jack Sparrow and some of those specific isms. Right. are things that he brought to it the yeah. legend has it his whole his whole vibe was based on uh keith richards from uh the rolling stones was in was he in the third movie i think if i remember correctly. yes yeah. yes okay. uh, he plays his father in okay. the in the the third film yes i remember uh, that it's too bad it's too bad that the third film wasn't better because i remember being so excited because i love the rolling stones I loved the Rolling Stones in high school. I used to be a musician and we that's actually how my boyfriend and I met was in a band. Um, and so when I heard that Keith Richards was going to be in the movie, I was like, yes, so awesome. And then the movie just really kind of sucked. and It was kind of a bummer. I wish the third movie had been better so that Keith Richards could have had like more of a hurrah. That would yeah. be great. Yeah, I I'm with you. Like I I saw I saw all three of these in the movie theater. I love going to the theater. So I, any movie that I ever enjoy the first one if there's another i'm gonna certainly try and i was rooting like hell for the third one even though like the second one i wasn't completely in love with although i did love the ending i love the start i mean they killed a kid in like the opening scene in the second one which is just like so or was that the third one no no that was the third one the third one they kill they kill a kid in like the opening scene where they're like they're singing (laughs) and like they, they drop them that's when they're like killing all the pirates Oh Which my I god, think, that's yeah. right. That is a good scene, actually, where they're hanging, they're hanging all the pirates and they yeah. all start singing. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. But it goes downhill quite quickly from there. But yeah. Is- um, a little history, fun. Not that we're, again, this isn't about me, but I had mentioned I grew up in Bermuda. Bermuda itself was colonized uh because of a shipwreck. And it was colonized in 1600. Well, it was it was colonized in like early 1600s, like 1609. Um, the people on board. We're headed to uh, Virginia or Williamsburg like area. Uh, they're part of like the the whole like new world whatnot. One of the guys on that ship was a guy by the name of um, John Rolfe. Now, if you know your history, that name might sound familiar, but that was a guy that would go on to marry Pocahontas. And I know people are like what I thought you were t- I thought that was John Smith. No, John Smith was just the guy that Pocahontas like helped. In the, in the new world, but the guy that she married was a guy by the name of John Rolfe. And John hmm. Rolfe was on the ship that colonized Bermuda, that ship being the, the sea venture. So hmm. um, no point so they other of, than- they colonized it by accident, you're saying? Yes. Basically yes. just crashed there and we're yeah. like, I guess we're staying here. Yeah, like the, the Portuguese had discovered it like a hundred or 200 years earlier, you know, just during the early uh, days of ex- uh, sea exploration. But what the- like the the people like on that whole like Iberian Peninsula, what they would do is they'd bring boar and whatnot and find a place, drop off, you know, a few, you know, a couple dozen boar or whatever, leave, go on to the next land, you know, tr- see what else is out there, come back. 
by the time they come back to the the place before that that dozen or so boar become a, a few hundred because that all they are going to do are make more boar right so that's but that's what that's what they what they did then and uh for a long time nobody went to bermuda because they would just hear weird island or weird noises ashore from like the birds and the other animals and bermuda had this uh it was called like devil's isle which is kind of again something that very very pirates of the caribbean and bermuda is not even anywhere near the caribbean bermuda is like actually like 600 miles off the coast of north carolina but we're kind of lumped into the the whole like caribbean islands even though we're several hundred miles north of it but um the caribbean's great i'm I'm so looking forward to hearing your adventures there. I just find it very, very, uh, I don't know, what's the word, admirable that this is what you do all the time. So I think it's great. I think it's awesome. I love that you are telling stories based on that. I love that you're able to live this adventure. And uh, all I can say is keep on, like, keeping on. I think what you and your boyfriend are doing are, are fucking awesome i love that you're uh, doing it with a dog pardon my french <laughs> but it, it's it's really great stuff so um this is gonna end real quick i might have to like start a new link but what like how can uh the listeners find you what you know what what do they need to know about you uh you can find everything that you need to know about me at lizshipton.com and then you can find my series my basically debut sci-fi sailing series on amazon uh book one is called salt and it is available ebook and paperback the ebook is like 99 cents so you can go and get it and even if you don't like it i mean so i have a lot of people who are currently reading through the series and basically get sort of like a couple chapters into book one and are like oh my god i can't stop reading this and then go on to read the entire rest of the series so um i think it's pretty good i think people will like it uh, book one's called Salt. You can find it on Amazon and you can find everything about me at lizshipton.com. Liz, thank you. Thank you so much. I've thoroughly enjoyed uh, chatting with you. Next time you, you know, you uh, do another little like milestone in your adventures and you want to talk about some more, some more uh, sailing stuff or not sailing stuff. Sure. I would love <laughs> to chat with you. Uh, this is just uh, our first, our first introduction, but I keep keep doing that good work because I, I i love it i think it's great and um yeah no more praises i i i hyped you too much uh but uh but I, I think i don't awesome. mind continue to tell me how busy <laughs> i am it's fine with me thank you so much yeah this was really fun um thanks for having me on i would love to come back anytime and chat about movies or sailing or whatever yeah awesome liz shipton again thank you so much to liz shipton for joining us Definitely hop on the show notes because I'm going to provide a lot of links for Liz. And then if you are new to Stanford Cinema, I'll provide some links to my stuff. And then, of course, some links on Pirates of the Caribbean. And to each and every one of you who downloaded this most recent episode, thank you. Thank you very much. Whether you are a, a fan of the show or if this is your first time, I really do appreciate it. So if you could do me a favor, hop on uh, whichever platform that you listen to and give us a little review. Subscribe, tell your friends, all that fun stuff. Or, ooh, that was a good explosion. Oh, fun fact. As I'm recording this, we've got some 4th of, the, uh, 4th of July fireworks going off in the background, which I think is pretty fitting, considering that we talked about Pirates of the Caribbean and, you know, their explosions all throughout that film. But where was I? Uh, oh, visit my website, stampercinema.com, and you can leave a review on my website right there. It's pretty easy to do. And... 
that's about all I've got for you this week. I will be back next week with another episode. I know we had a little bit of a hiatus, but we're back. I've got several episodes on the horizon. Again, another pun that really kind of worked really well for a Pirates of the Caribbean film. But again, I wasn't intending to do it, but whatever. I'm going to shut up. Thank you. I really appreciate each and every one of you uh, checking out this podcast. And certainly without without forgetting, uh, Liz Shipton, thank you again. Wonderful guest. We'll try to bring her back. That's all I got for you tonight. So again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we will see you next time on another episode of Stanford Cinema. 